Hey guys, welcome back or welcome to Real Time with Michelle. So for today's episode, I have a very special guest, a good friend of mine. She will be introducing herself as we are here to talk about mental health and suicide awareness month. So I hope you guys are ready to listen to this episode. I hope you guys take some gems from it and tune in. Hey, hey, gang. So I am back. I told you guys we have a special guest here, someone I've known for a very long time. Shout out to Miss Morgan, y'all. Everybody love it. You know, you love it on IG. <laughs> yes, everybody knows Morgan. I have a lot of people who listen to the podcast. So I'm sorry. Everybody know Morgan. You got to know Morgan. If you don't know Morgan, you don't know nobody. <laughs> but we are here because September is Suicide Awareness Month. So we just decided that two people being very important and very involved in mental health that we think that we should be shedding light on this. And honestly, not only in Suicide Month, but always. Y'all know at Real Time with the show, we talk about mental health whenever we can. So let's get started with basically, because Morgan told me that it was Suicide Awareness Month. So how did you, did you just research it? Is it something that you just always knew? I look it up um, every year, because if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. It changes months. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken, because I could have sworn it was in October at one time, but I could be tripping. Okay. But um, I like to look it up as well as Mental Health Awareness Month and just see what I can do, um, like what type of activities or any type of um, anything to see if I can get involved to try to um, participate more in things uh to that nature yeah i feel like i was thinking about recently um like taking real time with michelle and moving it more into like an organization type thing like an okay. outreach program and okay. stuff like that and i definitely now thinking about like there's a whole month i knew that there was like mental health month mm-hmm. i didn't know it was like a whole month dedicated to suicide and i think that that's important and i feel like a lot of people probably don't know that De- definitely um when i've mentioned it to a few people they're like I thought it was like a week, which I think there is a week as well, mm-hmm. but I know that there for a fact that there's a month. Mm-hmm. So, did you watch that? Uh, what was that called? What was that? 13 Reasons. So, for my mental health, <laughs> I, I <laughs> no, did not watch it because I heard of some of the things that were in it. Mm-hmm. And there was just a lot of jokes about it online. Like, you know, this will be my 13th reason. And just, I don't like to joke about stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. I know the show was meant to um, bring, um, shed light on mm-hmm. a situation, but I just, for me, I can't watch stuff like that personally. Mm-hmm. So no, I didn't, but I heard it was a really good show. Really good show. I feel like me personally, I like to traumatize myself. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like a healing mechanism for me because mm-hmm. it doesn't, wouldn't say it affects me it could be where my dreams is coming from okay it, that would make a lot of sense because i just watched that girl from plainfield i uh, I, <laughs> I watched the girl from plain plainville plainfield yeah, plainville. because i was familiar with the actual story exactly so I, when i tell y'all i was watching these episodes crying and mouth drop because i'm like my this mouth. girl is like insane but at the same time Trying to be devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what it was like for her to have a boyfriend who constantly was like, I want to kill myself. I want to do this. She low key wanted to also, but I feel like that's why I feel like she egged on him doing it because it kind of gave her the confidence that she didn't have to do it. Right. That's what I, that's what I started. At first, I was looking at her like, oh no, she's crazy. Yeah. She's straight crazy. There's no excuse for this, even though it is no excuse for it. As I watched it all and I looked at it, I'm like, 
she might actually have real problems that she couldn't get out there herself. So she kind of shedded it on him and made him do what she couldn't do. Right. Yeah. But to come around his family and be like That's the part I had an issue with. You trying to put all this stuff together and Conrad this and I love yeah. Conrad. You just put I would have not that I would ever, but I, listen, mom's the word. I ain't saying it because it's like I didn't like the phoniness of it. Yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. That made me look at her like mm-hmm. that's what yeah. I didn't like either. And I'm like, even though it is a reenactment, so it probably didn't even go like yeah, that. Like that. But something tells me very close. something is very close. Because they had those text messages, and they, at the end of the day, it is a show, so they have to be dramatic yeah, with it. Right. But that was one of the things that I was like, like cringy. It was cringy for me to watch because, like I said, I don't usually watch stuff right, like that, right, but right. I was already familiar with the story. Mm-hmm. 13 Reasons Why, I was not even familiar with it until it got a little bit more popular, and then I was like, mm. I think that that it brought awareness, mm-hmm. but I don't think in a good way. Okay, I really don't think in a good way. I I don't think I think maybe because I was looking too much into the plot and the storyline okay. of it and the reasons, her actual reasons as to why. And I can't say that somebody's reasons is invalid, but right. it's like there got to be some more to this. It definitely, it, I, I feel like they should have made it a little bit more realistic. I think it was like the main reason is because like they told her she had like the best pussy in the school. Oh, I don't know. Something it was like that. Like yeah, that. it was because oh, yeah. she because she ended up like sleeping with one of like the big football players, and mm-hmm. he ended up actually like raping her or something. So oh, I think wow. that probably was the trigger. Like I didn't want to give him this, and now right. y'all trying to tell me that I got the best in the world. I'm not. Right. So I get it, but I just felt like it could have been a little bit more realistic. Okay. To to like push that awareness a little bit more. Okay. Now, we talked about therapy. How do you feel about therapy and talking to this this subject specifically? So, to um, I already explained to Michelle, you know, this is something that I've never really talked about too in depth. In July 9th of 2015, um, unfortunately, I did have a suicide attempt. Um, thank God I'm, I'm still here. Thank the Lord. Yes. Right after, shortly after... Let me say, before that, I always had this, um, felt like a cloud over me. Mm. Never really knew why, because again, in our community, I don't think we talk about it enough. No, we don't. So I was just chalked up as being sensitive. Mm-hmm. But I knew something else was wrong, but I had my little breaking point, and I did that, and then immediately I was put into therapy. Mm. The first thing, I, um, to be clear, I went to a therapist who recommended me to a psychiatrist. Okay. Who both off the back after one or two sessions if that like with both they were like yeah you need medication and just in my head i'm like that wasn't for me i'm not downplaying anybody if you feel like medication is for you that's fine everybody know what their cup of tea is and at that age i was i definitely was not on board for it like i was like i'm about to be dependent on a drug did they explain to you the medication i feel like they didn't one of my biggest turnoffs with medications was um about the um the side effects of it of it increases suicidal thoughts i'm like if i just came off of you know why i'm here while and i'm talking i looked into a lot of drugs and Mm -hmm. most of them increase the thoughts of suicide i'm like i ain't fitting to do this and then especially when you stop taking them exactly and that's how i felt i did not i'm never from the jump never been if i got a headache i'm gonna wait it out right. figure out something. i've never been a big pill popper in general mm-hmm. so it was kind of like 
I don't want to be dependent. What what is this like a cure? Like, do I have to take it the rest of my life? I had a lot of questions and I feel like they were not explained to me. So I did stop therapy for that reason. Okay. I feel like maybe I should have just went to another therapist, but I me being and it young wasn't for you, yeah. Right. Especially at that time. So for years I was like, it's not for me. But when I say literally this year, um, yeah, telling the show, I did have a friend pass away from suicide recently. This year, I you know, just maturing and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me give this another go. Yeah. And I have consulted with a therapist who I told her my concerns. And me being older, I'm if she feels like this is what it is, like you know what, I think you would benefit from medication after we've talked a little longer. Right. I'm open to the idea. And that's now. good though, right? Back then, like I said, a lot younger. Also drinking very heavily right. back then. 2015, how old right. was we? Like right. 20, 21, 22. Fresh in college. Right. So drinking really heavily. I was like, I got this. But now me having a clear mind, I'm like, you know what? I'll give it a go. But if I don't feel right. like... I don't want to walk around like I'm a zombie. I'm a very um, I feel like bright person. Some of the medications make you feel... Also, it gives you like this because I did. I take uh, antidepressants for probably like six months, mm-hmm. and month three, I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Right. Like I'm like I'm hearing voices in my head. Like, and it's and of course it's my voice, but I'm just right. like I'm. I just felt like I was trapped. It didn't. Right. It didn't help me. So I stopped taking them. And once I stopped taking them, I swear I just went down. Like my mood, my everything plummeted. It was like a withdrawal. Right. Like I had to like get myself over it. And that's when I started smoking weed. Okay. <laughs> Listen, do what you gotta do. That is literally my biggest fear. Cause I'm a very um bright person. I'm a very have a and I don't think I have a big person, I'm very friendly. Mm-hmm. I don't want to stray away from that, even though I have, you know, my demons and I have dark yeah, days have and stuff days. like that. Right. I never put that onto other people. So it's like I don't wanna be that. 24 7 mm-hmm. i might be that behind closed doors mm-hmm. or at home but right. that's me being by myself i need to get in touch with my feelings and then wake up and be be more okay right, right. Exactly. so it's like i just don't want to be dependent on something like that but like i said now i'm open to trying it so i said all this to say i did enroll back in therapy that's good. right just to just to see try something different mm-hmm. because you know, I think last year, um, around my birthday, for some reason, my depression kicked in bad. I had just moved out on my own. Okay. And I thought, you know, me moving out, I was going to be like, yes, I'm so happy. Right. And Thriving. Then I, right. Then <laughs> I was alone. Like, I was in the house with my mother and my stepfather and my dogs. I always felt like I had to put this face on. But now I get in the house every day and I'm right. like, shit. Like, you know, you I have to fit. Exactly. I have to face it. So... I remember my birthday last year. I canceled all my birthday plans because I was like, I'm just not in it. Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like, you know, um, you were talking about, I think you talked about having a tribe earlier before we got on here. My friends, they can see it. So they were like, yeah, you're doing something for your birthday. Like, you know, so I'm very thankful (laughs) for that. That is the best. Yeah, that's what I just said on your post. I said to have that tribe right. when you when they notice that you're not okay, mm-hmm. even when you're trying to put on that you're okay, right. but somebody noticed like because right. hey, you know I'm birthday person. Y'all been to a you yep. um uh, breed, y'all been to my parties and so I'm a birthday person, so that's how they knew they was like I was like, I ain't doing nothing, y'all. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to, I, I know I'm not bothering them, but I never want to feel like I'm bothering them. Yeah, I so. think that's a part of your depression because that's how I feel. Like, I feel like when I get into those moods, 
I don't even want to tell people right. something's wrong. I don't even want to bother you. I don't want to bring anything on you. But me personally, I'm open doors. Pull all your problems on me. Like, I'll take them all. Same, same. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm very big on if you need me, call me. I think it's a coping mechanism. Yeah, right. Because even, cause for real, like, I can deal with someone else's shit. I can't deal with my own. Yep. So I, you know, hate to see my friends cry. I hate to see them upset. Even if I don't know you, know you. Yeah. People have called me and they're like, listen, I know you from work, but I just, I just need, I need a listening ear. And that's one thing I will listen to you all day long, whatever <laughs> I can do. I'll, I'll try to help you the best way that I can. Yeah. Cause seeing someone else going through it, it breaks my heart. But not to not even to recognize myself going yeah. through it, I'm sure that breaks my friends and family. Right, heart, right. So. It's like the same way. It's the same stone. I saw I had a girl on my Facebook that I don't even know how me and her became friends, but we've been friends for probably like two years. I don't even think we ever had a conversation, mm-hmm. but she had made a post and was like, um, "For the last three months, I've been contemplating suicide every single day," and I'm like. For somebody to get online, and me personally, and I had to apologize. I said this way many times before. I always say, I feel like people who speak about it don't really want to do it. But that's not true. I I definitely feel I've had to, because I'm so, um, some people say secretive. I don't think secretive. I just think to myself. Mm-hmm. I will say same thing. I see people and they're expressing it openly. I'm like, is that cloud? It's, yeah. But people, I like I said, I've gotten older. People express it differently. Yep. And I've had to. Not everybody's like me. Not yeah. everybody's in this closet, you know, hiding their they feelings. Can try to deal with it inside, right? right. And exactly. people, they need to, you know, express it. And that also sometimes is a cry for help. Like you know, so that's what I said. So I had commented on it. I was like, listen. I am not in the predicament to sit here and tell you don't do it because I can't do that. Right. But I can tell you that think about the, the your life that mm-hmm. is going to leave. And that's one thing that I can keep telling people because like I told you earlier, like throughout my dreams and stuff, even like after a dream, like I, I woke RJ up in the middle of the night and I was like, I just need you to hold me because like I'm having these dreams frequently. Right. Like to the point where I'll tell the part, one of my craziest ones and that's why I, I took this leave from work because I thought that it was coming from work. Okay. One of my craziest dreams is I had woke up in the morning. I had told, I was telling RJ, like, I really don't feel like going to work. And he like, come on, just push it through. It's Thursday. You got one more day. Everything. I went to work and cut myself wow. in this dream and bled out until somebody walked in and saved me. And I've seen this. Like, it's so weird to go back and re-look at your dreams. Like, right. it's like, I've seen this happen to me in a dream. It's so weird. And I'm like, RJ, I can't. Something's not right. Right. I said, the, these dreams are getting more vivid. They're getting more detailed. Like, what is this surrounding? And that's when I was like, maybe I need to take a leave from work. And it, I won't say the dreams stopped, but they definitely slowed down. And I have not had another dream about harming myself for or at work right so i'm like i also feel like my my body is trying to tell me things like mm-hmm. maybe it's time for you to get rid of that old part of you maybe it's not you wanting to harm yourself mm-hmm. but it's you just rebirthing and getting rid of the old nichelle the old things your old habits all of that and kind of just stepping into this new journey because i'm healing right now i'm in a healing journey i feel that i'm in a serious healing journey and this is the first time I have actually sat down and said, 
you need to heal. Right. <laughs> At first, I would just like, of course, breakups. You go through friendships. You, you lose stuff. You lose everything. Like, if you go through those things, but I never actually sat down and was like, hmm, I probably should heal. Right. Probably should take my time out. One, research what healing really is. Because I'm thinking I'm healing when I'm not. Right. Because if I'm triggered and I'm still reacting to it, I'm not really healed. Exactly. So, I was learning those different things. And I'm like, I, I'm just been trying to be so in touch with my mental health right now. Because I'm like, the last thing I got. It's, it's very um, not talked about. No. In one in the black community True. and also our age group. I think the generation before us think you guys are young, you'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. But there's something with our generation, because I, I believe it started with our generation. I we're talking so more and more about it. Mm -hmm. We're talking about anxiety. We're talking about yep. panic attacks. We're talking about depression. We're talking about suicide. Because there's a generation behind us that's looking at us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and they're, what is it, Gen Z? Yeah. They... They wilding a little they, bit. They wilding out. They wilding a little bit. <laughs> and some of the things they doing, I'm like, oh, we, we need to, you know, get a, a grip on it. And, you know, like you said, people need to find their healing. You're saying you're on a healing journey. I'm on a happy journey. I know that's right. I literally asked myself, and I think I asked my friend a few months ago, I was like, like what is happy? Like, I don't know about, oh, yeah, I'm happy to do this. I'm happy to mm -hmm. do that. But, like, am I happy? Right. So I am trying to figure out what happy is. Um, one of the big things for me is like, I know I want to be in a relationship, mm -hmm. like a, a, a long-term relationship. Right. God has, does not have that in the in his plans for me right now. Right. Clearly. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> God damn. But, but he, I believe um, he does everything for a reason. Yes, and I want to make sure I'm happy before I bring another person into my world and then mm -hmm. that person vice versa brings me into their world. Yeah. Because what if that person's happy? Exactly. And I'm not happy. And then now y'all gotta share this. Right. So it's like I think two people who are happy mm -hmm. need to, that's just my opinion, need oh, yeah. to what you call it, get it together. So that's what I'm trying I want to want to make sure I'm happy before because I don't want it to be like I need a man to be happy. I don't And a lot of that. people feel like that fixes them when in reality it's damaging you a little bit more because you're realizing that oh I need this man to make me happy or even men who feel like they need women to make right. them happy That's or vice no versa whatever you feel like you need somebody else to make you happy then you start living for them right and like I said before like even though the reason why I haven't committed suicide or I haven't taken those steps is simply because of my family like I think about them every step of the way like I'm like yeah my, I'm gonna be I'm not gonna be suffering no more but what about the years and decades of pain and suffering that I'm leaving on them. I'm like, I can't. Right. Something in me just can't do it because it sucks, but I, I might love them a little more than I love myself right. in some categories there. Right. So it's like, but, but you can't live for other people when you're not happy. It's like you're trying to force yourself and doing all these things. Because me personally, if I'm sad, one of the best things to make me happy is to do something for somebody I care about. Okay. That's one of the first things I'm doing. If I'm sad or I'm depressed, I'm like, come on, let's go out to lunch. I pick up the tab. Right. I'll do this. To or see someone else happy. See somebody else happy because it gives me that sort of happiness. But then I realize, like, then I come home and I'm and RJ's like, why are you so moody? And I'm like, I don't know. Because I think I'm trying to fulfill and put these voids. And I even had to, being a big advocate for weed and smoking, mm -hmm. I even had to take a break because I was like, right. I'm trying to find happiness in this too. And no, that's going to be. That's going to lead me down a bad road, mm -hmm. even though it's not something they claim we can get addicted to, but I could 
lose a lot. Right. I could be like, oh, I ain't happy. Fuck these bills. Let me go get some weed, though. Right. And there's people out there like that. It and, is. And they don't recognize they that. They don't recognize if it. they be like, listen, used to be I me. can't do this, that, and the third because I ain't smoke weed. I ain't got no weed. I'll used be like, to be me. I'll be like, that's a little. Used to call be me. It? But <laughs> that's honestly same with liquor, man. Like, mm-hmm. I was to the point I was taking shots before going to work. Oh, wow. And yeah. And then it took for my coworker, older man, older man. He was like, listen, young sister. <laughs> Good work. But he was like, I can smell it through your pores. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, after a while, sure. yeah. Right. So it was like, I had to, to this point now, I can't even take shots like that anymore. I'm a wine drinker. Yeah. But even then, it's like, you know, and I was able to cut that out real heavy. I knew it was a problem. My friend found a bunch of empty because when I was living at home, my mother was like, "Ain't bring no alcohol in my house." Right. Like, you don't respect that. Right. So she, my friend, had found like bottles in the bottom of my hamper. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she was doing being nosy, but, <laughs> but she found a bottle. And the way I, I will always remember the way she looked at me, like she was like, "Somebody be wrong." Yeah, that's yeah. Not. And I was like, "Oh shit." So, yeah, I'm glad you had somebody because I feel like. And no, no bashing to my friends because this wasn't their job. But I feel like we all looked at Michelle smoking as that's just, just what she liked to do. Right. When in reality, it was really me escaping. Like I was using it and it took a long time. At first, I was so like, that is not me. I am not that smoker. I can stop if I want to. And then I would sit back and <laughs> like, why haven't I? Right. Until one day I was just like, I, I had text my, I had two weed men. Two loyal men in my life who brings me drugs. And I text them and I say, don't respond to me if I hit you up. Do not pull up. Like, I need y'all to help me be serious because right. my friends might not. Right. They might still be like, come on, girl, you're fine. You can smoke. When in reality, I'm telling you, like, no, I really need to take a right. break. And I need to be forced to do it, especially because RJ's a smoker. Right. So I would be in a room and I hear him and I smell it. I'm like... <laughs> I'm on a break. I'm on a break. I'm on a break. And then after a while, it just started to become second nature to me. I would wake up. I didn't have to smoke a blunt to wake up and feel normal or go to work and have to smoke or get off and have to smoke. And it was just like, okay, I can do a lot more than I really think that I could. Once you try it, it's like, damn. Right. They say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different outcome. Yeah. So it's like, Try something different. Yeah. So just to see and if it really effing you up. <laughs> right, right, but right. Do it. But if you <laughs> but if you see any type of glimmer of like I can do this, hold on to that. Yeah. Just I try something good. different. And then I was like, and I think, and I also came to terms with realizing that it came with not even the fact of being high, because sometimes I would smoke and I was already high as hell. It was the act of doing something to relieve the stress or relieve whatever I was doing. So I tried vape pens and then I said, these are hurting my throat. Like I'm literally <laughs> choking. I can't do this. And then I started smoking CBD okay. and I said, okay. So during my break, I'm like, I'm still using this little mechanism, but I'm not, I don't need to get high. I don't need to spend $50 on it. You know, I don't, I, don't, I was taking those little things out and I'm realizing like, there's so much more that I could do. Like, just taking out the emotion of things mm-hmm. and using the logic. Because you know how women are. We use, we use emotion before logic. Right. So I had to take Thanks. the emotion out of things and use the logic and was like, 
I could do this. Right. I could do anything my mom put, I put my mind to, like my mother told me. <laughs> Definitely. Back to that grade school. For real, for real. Yes. So we're going to do a quick ad and I will be back. All right. So we are back here. So we were just talking about as we took a little break here, um, feeling kind of bad for being depressed and being suicidal, having anxiety, all of that. Because sometimes I even apologize to RJ like I'm so sorry right and he like stop apologizing like I literally tell people that when people reach out to me and they're like I'm sorry for wasting your time I said don't ever be sorry yeah. for reaching out yeah to get help or just to talk because clearly that's what you need you need it right so don't ever be, yeah I'd rather this is saying you see I'd rather listen to you on the phone cry on the phone than at listen your to your mom cry at your yeah. funeral or something to that yeah it's, so fast it's like because like, like i said i'm able to open up my arms and my mind and my my phone and everything for people to be like yeah you know anytime you need hit me up i had a, a girl who actually um did one of my pop-up shops she had her, her brother committed suicide oh. and like i'm like i didn't have to talk to her about anything besides this pop-up slot mm -hmm. but i still felt the need to reach out to her because it just was so close to home to me and i'm right. like like you said you've never had anyone until just recently that you knew mm -hmm. committed suicide and right. to have that happen i don't i don't even think that i could even it's like a gut punch you're just like especially to know it's a friend or right. somebody that you really it's like you can't put the blame on yourself because right. you don't know but like damn like could i have shown up a little bit more and that's exactly the motions that i went through because i was just like i don't know because i recently had just talked to them the month before that oh, wow and okay. they asked me about a job okay like a job i had been at really like, how was the job and so you know you think of something like that that's the thing people plan and mm -hmm. they just they, they just plan. do it they definitely do plan i've, I've been around a lot of people who have um i actually stopped a friend from trying in middle no we was in high school was we in high school yes i was in high school tried to stop a friend from like trying to take pills and stuff because mm -hmm. they were like i'm done with this like i'm done with this thing called life because high school was hard <laughs> and, and as much as we you know oh, tell God. kids nowadays like you'd be fine it's just high school. high school is Hard. I still very much remember a certain. I had a really good high school experience, but I remember some of them days. I was like, "This ain't it, man. Mm -hmm. This is not." High Even school some hard. of the smaller days where maybe a lot didn't happen, but it was a lot for you. It was right. overwhelming to you, and it's just like high school is hard, life is hard, and I feel like we don't get that in school, and I don't understand why. I feel like now at this point, the way that they teach, you know, biology and history and all this other stuff, why are we not teaching these kids about their mental health? in school and stuff to set them up so that like financial stuff yes so what we won't go out into the world just thinking all i need to do is pay taxes and go about my day no yeah. we need to get taught about financial literacy and homemaking and things like that just yep. so when we get thrown out because not everybody has the same home experience exactly. as we get thrown out into like everything's not a shell shop mm -hmm. and that could and that honestly is the lead to a lot of depression right because you don't know how to approach a situation that's been thrown at you like we don't have the tools that we need and we were saying earlier also just like feeling bad when you have everything in the world 
Right. You got everything in the world, but you're still not happy. Right. Because it doesn't mean happiness doesn't mean having everything in the world. Exactly. It comes within within a lot of times too. Yeah, I had a support group that I was in. The girl was feeling um very much. She was just like, I I, I feel bad for being depressed. It could be worse, and I personally could feel her. I'm mm-hmm. like, girl, talk about it. Cause I'm like, I got a job, I got friends, I got family, I got a car, mm-hmm. I got a house. So it's like. Why am I feeling like, what's like wrong this? With me? Right. And then this person commented and she said, Robin Williams, dot dot dot. And then she named Kate Spade. She named, forgive me, Cornelius. I forgot the guy from Soul Train. Mm-hmm. Celebrities who literally had everything. Supposed to be <laughs> happy, they committed suicide. Yep. And so she was like, Don't ever feel like you feel selfish or bad. And when I tell you that, hit, I was because I never, ever, ever thought about that. That so these celebrities are committing suicide yeah. because mental health is just something that they could not run from. Right. And um, let me I'm typing it right now. <laughs> I wasn't ready. Okay. Uh, Miss America, the Christy, Chelsea Christ. Girl. Chelsea. Chris jumped out Am of I what it right? third I, I forgot her I'm, I apologize I, I wasn't aware of who she was before yes that's why I had to look it up yeah beautiful Miss Universe Miss Universe gorgeous had she was working for what like um e-entertainment she's yep. working for something so, and then she had something they said she had something in New York yeah jumped out of a window yeah that, when that I, was not her first it attempt. wasn't her first attempt yeah when I listened to um the red table talk Oh, her, her mother was on my there, she? goodness. Her mom was on there. Tears. And, she, and she actually read the note that her daughter left her. And it was just like, when you hear these things that people are saying, they're literally telling you, like, it is nothing you can do. Right. This has nothing to do with you. You did everything you could right. do to be the best mom, to, you know, provide for me. But right. I just could not suffer anymore. And I think that that's what we need to talk about a little bit more is people who actually suffer in silence. Right. A lot of us suffer in silence Definitely. and it's, it's with our We mental. don't want to be judged. We mm-hmm. don't want to be looked out as, oh, I'm being dramatic. Or in my case, I was, um, before I had my suicide attempt, a lot of people just labeled me as a crybaby cancer. Um, I'm just a crier. Like, I cried, but that also, it wasn't really normal. Right, like the right. way, I still cry to this day, mm-hmm. but it's like... The feelings that I feel when I cry, I knew something was wrong, right. but I was just labeled as sensitive. Right. It's like it's not like I'm crying because you know I had a you know just lost my money or something right. like that. You really have legit feelings that you can't explain. formulate exactly, right. and that's I had to explain to RJ also because he was telling me like um damn he, the other day he was like damn I think I might have anxiety and I'm like you probably do. A lot of men don't realize they think I saw one guy say on Twitter. My heart was beating a little funny the other day, and I didn't know what the hell to do. Baby, that's anxiety. Right. That You ain't got no heart problems. That's anxiety, because that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> yeah, our generation, I, like I said, we're just a lot more aware of our feelings yeah. and how we're feeling, and there's nothing wrong, like you said, suffering in silence. There's nothing wrong with saying something. Yeah, something. Like, and, you know, easier said than done, but mm-hmm. try to surround yourself with people that will take try to take this seriously or just even listen yeah. to you yeah. and try to get you tools or try to get you to go somewhere to figure this out. Yeah. So there definitely- are a lot of, you know, tools. I um I don't know if you have a way of doing this. I have a, I bought a link 
and the link sets you up. I think of it as like Chipotle for therapists. Okay. You can pick out down to your insurance. You can pick out if you want like uh, if you're religious, you want a Christian, you want a man, oh. you want a woman, you want you can literally pick hand pick your therapist. What is it called? Um, it is. Cause I've telling I've sent it to because like I said I just got back into therapy. Mm-hmm. I've sent it to a few people. To be able to go on your phone, as much as we're on our phones and select the therapist, right. there should be and no excuse for people. You can put in your people. zip code. Yeah. It's literally called www.psychologytoday.com and it's literally find a therapist. You put in your city, we're 
So it's like, and it's people that we need. We need these type of people. I also saw somebody say, "I go, I'm, I'll be searching the internet a lot because it gives me so much to talk about." <laughs> but I saw um, this one girl say something about how a black woman got on TikTok saying how black men. She was a black woman therapist. Mm-hmm. She got on TikTok saying how black men were her worst client, and a lot of people were like, "This is why we don't go to therapy." And I was like, I mean, granted, like I see, I see because mm-hmm. I've heard therapists who sit here and tell people, oh yeah, I got problems too. Or I'm going through something too, ma'am. I, you you go get your own therapist. I didn't come here for you to tell me about your issues. Exactly. You're supposed to listen to mine. So right. it's also within finding the right person because right. everybody might not be the right person. Like you said, you had to go through two different right. therapists and then even through years. And to be very honest with you, my therapist is one of my really close friends. My, I'm sorry, my old therapist was one of my really close friends' therapists. Okay. Worked for her for years, still sees this therapist, but it didn't work It didn't for work me. for you, And yeah. it's not knocking her, exactly. it's not what you're calling. Not saying you're not a good she's therapist. She's a really nice woman, not saying, mm-hmm. exactly. I just don't think it was for me. And you need your needs to be taken exactly. care of. I can't have you just be telling me anything, well, just right. your knowledge that doesn't apply to my life. Right, right. So when I did do the psychology today, like mm-hmm. I, I said earlier, I did express to her that was one of my concerns. And she was like, I appreciate you telling me that. She said, and that is something, one, she does not advocate for is medication. She said, personally, I don't. She good. said, she said, but I love the fact that you said that you're open to it. She said, but you know, we, that's not even on the table. Cause you know, you have to have a consultation. Yeah. Cause even and with her, she had to see with the little stuff that I could give her, if she would be the right fit for me. That's true too. And she was like, I think I can, you know, yeah. we can figure some stuff out. Yeah. So I really encourage people to go get help. Like don't suffer in silence. And you Please don't, have don't suffer to. in silence. You know, it's really hard. And it's like, even like a lot of people may be embarrassed of maybe what they're depressed about or what they're struggling with. You don't even have to go into detail. And that's another thing that I learned because I was always scared to go to therapy because I'm like, the same way you are a person Mm -hmm. and you can go tell my business to whoever. Exactly. It kind of like messed my head up a little bit. I'm like, even though you sign these different oaths, like, or I don't know if they do sign an oath. Because it's like it could be considered a HIPAA violation. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm like, I don't, I don't. Just because you are not supposed to, we have many a job titles out here who do stuff that you're not supposed to. Thanks. So like me personally, like not saying that I'm not supposed to talk about you know what goes on with my job because mm-hmm. I can. But the same way that somebody called in to me to tell me how shitty that day was, I can go tell somebody else how shitty right. somebody. You know, right. so it's like I always felt uneasy about like, who am I even talking to? Like, right. are you a social media type of person who's gonna hop on the internet and talk about your last session right. and people gonna figure it out or things right. like that? Right, right. Or like even celebrities right. who have to have a therapist and Beyonce. Come on now, imagine Beyonce therapist leaking her information. Right. Like, oh shoot, exactly. Like, it's like you have to, you know. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Got to make sure you have that per- that person that you can trust. I hope that everyone is trustworthy, and but you got to look at the world, like you know, this is the world. People do be doing, yeah, people do be doing some foul things. So you did say about the semicolon. What was it? The semicolon group. So yeah, it's a thing called the semicolon project, semicolon which project. I found out um shortly after um I had you know like a, a suicide attempt. I just was trying to 
get clarity, especially after I stopped going to therapy. I was mm-hmm. like, I know I still need help, but let me just, what you call it? So I, I stumbled across the semicolon project. The semicolon project, we all know what a semicolon is. Right. It's a period and then a comma after it. So the semicolon project is saying, I'm the author of my own life. And at one point I wanted to end it, but I chose to keep going. Oh, okay. So I personally did even, I wanted to get that tattoo for so long, but I was so scared of judgment. So, and especially, and it's, it's not big, but mm-hmm. somewhere that you can see it and right. people have have recognized mm-hmm. it and people have told me like congrats right and i'll be like oh, like you know but people know what it is That's so funny. it's you know That's um I, it is so i'm really proud of it and it's just to say that you know i'm gonna keep going um so like, i finally got it in 2020 okay um and i was just really just like happy about it That's and i was good. just like because it at one point, I wasn't sure if I wanted to keep going. Right, right. But I am, and I'm here now. It's 2022. I feel better about it. I'm still a long way away, but mm-hmm. I feel like I'm, God has me here for a reason, and I'm going to try to use this second opportunity to help somebody. It's like a work in progress. Everybody, yeah. we're all a work in progress. It's right. everything that something somewhere in each person's life they want to continue to work on. Right. And I feel like when you want it, when you know what you want, you got to just keep pushing towards it. And that's why I was like. I know I don't want to leave this earth by the hands of me. I need that to be up to him. So I was like, even though I'm having these dreams and like, not even just the dreams. What what did I, oh my gosh, why do I keep drawing so many blanks? Oh my goodness. I literally made a whole episode about this. (laughs) And I'm drawing a blank. What are they called? Got it. Intrusive thoughts. Okay. That is something that I had to learn and separate from wanting to harm myself. Okay. Because for a long time, and I literally, I said, like I said, I've never went to a therapist. I always kind of, like you said, kind of shied away. Mm-hmm. But I want to actually jump into it. I just don't know when the right time is. Because mm-hmm. I feel like right now I'm doing fine. Right. But I feel like once I get to that point where I'm like, oh, no, I need help. I think that I would be more comfortable and willing. And I'm still doing research myself because there's some things that scare me off, but some things that make me be like, I need to talk to somebody. Right. But when I realized those intrusive thoughts, I'm like, those random thoughts, like, let me just drive this car or into a fucking wall or I'm about to just jump off this damn building or something like that. I was like, are those like super and I'm just like, no, there's literally just your mind being so wide and, and so open. And so like, your mind can come up with anything. It literally anything. Like, can come up with anything. People say you have control of your thoughts, of course, yes. But then sometimes, because sometimes you'll be some wild shit. Like, you might be in church or something. Like, this is literally an example. You church. be in church, start thinking about fucking yourself. You're like, come on, bro. Like, like, come on, this is the like, wrong time. <laughs> this is the wrong place. So it's like, your mind does jump. So definitely, I've never actually heard that before. Intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts. Yep, that's it, what they call it. That's exactly what they, because I was trying to figure out, like, what is this little voice that I'm hearing? It's my voice, mm-hmm. and it's just telling me to do crazy shit, like, or, like, you cutting some fucking cucumbers. Slice your hand off right now. Like, you're like, why? Why, bitch? Why are you trying to do that to right, Like, you haven't been, like, on a bus or something? You know, what happened when I doing my phone out the window? Stuff like that. Exactly. Yep. So, everybody, I, I can't speak for everybody, but, you know, it happens. It happens. And, and I didn't realize that. I really thought that I was, like, abnormal right. until I looked into what are these thoughts that I'm having and they were like they're called intrusive thoughts and like almost everybody has them right. some people act on them 
right. But some people would literally it's a thought and it goes. Right. And some it people can't escape that. Yeah. Like yours come and go. Some people literally day in and day out exactly. and what you call it. And one thing I did want to add was the whole therapy thing. Mm-hmm. You don't only which some people think you only need to go to therapy because you have depression, you have this right. rate that. What if you need clarity on something? Yeah. That's what therapists are there for. Like, yeah. you know, you need clarity or you need advice. But you go to therapy one time. Good. You're feeling good. You like, listen, I just wanna sometimes people need to talk stuff out. People sometimes go to therapy for one session. Yeah. And that's because I just needed to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, what therapy is for. I did want to make sure I said that because I have met people who are like, yeah, I'm just not sure. And they might not have that figure in their life to yeah, do that. Right. And, you know, go talk to someone professional. Like, yeah. you know, and you know, and if they don't know the answer, they have resources. They'd be like, listen, I can't help you with this. But, but I, I can direct can. you. Yeah. Right. And that's the good part about it. It's not like it's an end all be all. Like, you didn't find this one therapist and it wasn't good. So it's no right. luck. You got ample amount of luck right. to find help and also find it in in yourself sometimes maybe like you said you just need to speak to a therapist one time to process your thoughts and be like hmm, now i can use what she told me i ain't gotta go back and pay for another session i can apply it so to myself now right people think the same thing with therapy you gotta be in it for the rest of your life you don't have yeah to be. right you really don't have and to that's be. something that i kind of thought about looking at because i thought about therapy in high school but the guy that I was dating was like, you don't need that. Black people don't do that. And I'm like. And that's the thing. Yeah, he was the first like, person to tell me I that. had a friend who, when I had my little situation back in 2015, his mother was like, like, we don't do that. Like, black people don't do that. Like, what you want to be on that's some white problem. people stuff? That's the and I remember that. Was, and that stuck with me. Yeah, it do. It, it was really hurtful because then I felt like more of an outcast than I already was. It's like, damn, now now I'm not now even... Now I'm a weirdo. Right. Like, you know, and she was just like, 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 what is wrong with me? Like, you know? And so it was really like... So that's another thing we need to get out. Even though we are talking about it more, some of us can also be our worst enemies, yeah. too. Yeah. So it's like, you know, yes. that's why I said try to surround yourself with more positive people. There are support groups. There are groups on Facebook, which I'm a part of a few support groups on Facebook. Yeah. You never know. You, you might be someone all the way in Siberia or Australia who's going through the same thing as you, but at least you found that person that you can talk to. Right, right. So don't just limit it to a therapist. Just and broaden that. The, when I had my first dream, I don't think I've ever told anybody this. I called the suicide hotline. Mm-hmm. I've never called that number before. I've never even, I've never, I didn't know what to expect. They didn't get in my business. They, they just wanted to hear me. Right. And I was telling her, I was Somebody like, just want to be heard. Yeah. And that's literally it. And I had to have somebody like, and let us, she helped me understand. She was like, you know, just because it's a dream doesn't mean it's something in your conscious mind that you're going to want to actually do. And I was right. like, you're right. Cause I don't think about this on the I'm regular. Right. Like even when I am feeling down, of course we say like, damn, life would be so much better if I wasn't here. Or we'll right. say things like that. We're, we're not really saying I want to end my life. Right. But she helped me kind of differentiate that. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even need to pay for a session. I picked up my phone mm-hmm. and called a number right. and someone was on the other line to pick up and help me. Right. Just talk through this because I feel like can't talk to sometimes you can't talk to your family right because sometimes strangers will be the best thing be for the you. best thing that you've ever had and it'll turn into something more and that's what i'm saying don't limit yourself yeah. to just to just being like look i tried once that's it no try yeah, like you try reached out for help for a reason mm-hmm. keep trying and so i you get it 
Right. Or you feel like you're progressing a little bit. Before we go, what do you want to leave our viewers off um, with suicide-wise? Like, do you want to tell them anything, anything, anything? I just want to say that I know it gets hard. And I've been there and hopefully never have to go back there, but I get it. Mm -hmm. So, like I just said, don't limit yourself. If you know it's something that you're struggling with, something's telling you don't do it, lean towards that, get help, reach out. There's someone, even if it's not in your close circle, mm-hmm. just get home. Even in your community, you could be speaking right. to somebody, like you said, from across the world who can and they can relate. Mm-hmm. So just get help. Yes, and ma'am. love to everybody because it's hard out there. Like and so they get it. Therapists and stuff, they they get it. It's hard out here. We're living in trying times and mm-hmm. just you know, just try to do do your best. Yeah, definitely. I want to leave y'all off with something that. I wouldn't say no one in my friend group, but I know it happens in friend groups. If you feel like you have a friend who's going through something and they're being distant or, you know, not hanging out with you as much and not calling and checking on you, instead of taking it as that personal thing, because I've had a friend hit me up like, bitch, why are you not talking to me? And it's like, bitch, hold up. stuff going on. Bitch, I'm not talking to nobody. I don't even (laughs) want to talk to myself. Calm down. Back up. But it's like, you got to step outside of your life because yes we have our lives but there's completely other shit going on with a whole nother person it could be the person who is the closest to you and you still don't know you have no idea you still don't know that they're suffering you still don't know that they're going through something and you may not even ever know what they're going through but just remember that remember before you say the wrong thing to somebody because that could push them over edge right remember before you say the wrong thing to somebody that everybody has their own life too Everybody's going through things. Life is hard. We just went through two years of a pandemic and we got another one on the way and a, probably another one next year. So it's like... Sick of it. And just, the pandemic put everybody in bad spirits. Just be kind. Be, be kind to people. out here, man. I come across people every day ass. I'm like, what are you so upset about? Why like, I know like it's stuff this? to be upset about, but don't put that one to other And people. don't... Exactly. Working in a call center, I, I hear, I get it a lot, and people be like, I'm just having a bad day, so fuck you, and fuck your mom, and fuck her, and I'm like, bro, like, you gotta relax. And you call me for help. <laughs> I am trying to help you. That's all I'm here to do. That's literally all I can do. And if I don't help you, I get fired. Don't you think I want my job a little bit? Just literally, just a tiny bit. <laughs> not that I got big bills. <laughs> you know, fuck, not, not that rent is $1,800 for a two-bedroom, like, but I did want to say thank you, Michelle, for having me on. Thank you for your platform. I try to support you as much as I can. I love love your pop-up shops. Yes. Every single pop-up shop. Yes. I'm all for trying to help special small black businesses. And you're really appreciated. And I see a lot of people share your stuff who, again, didn't even know if they know you personally. I'm like, look at real time with Michelle out here. At least y'all can see my name. Hello. It's like, I really appreciate that's all I want to do yeah that's all I realized that I was like what kind of podcast do I want to have and I'm like it leaned from being like real time with Michelle was just a podcast about everything besides politics everything but that and then I'm like I've been leaning more into just being motivational more into just healing more into just being happy more into just yeah I feel like that's not what's in the podcast world right now besides one podcast that I gotta shout out no for sure podcast with B Simone and her best friend Megan Brooks. Okay. It is the number one podcast in the world. 
That's what I'm going to tell them. That. It is a great. It is amazing. But thank you, Morgan, for being here yeah, and coming here. Stop the pets real time on the show. This is not the last you will hear of her. She will definitely be back. I'll be back. I love my guests. So thank you guys for listening whenever you listen, day or night. And thank you for rocking with me always. Have a good one. And remember, take care of your mental. It's important. Whew, that was such a great episode I had with Morgan. I want to thank Morgan so much for coming and being able to share her story with us. One, to be able to be open with my platform, Morgan, it really meant a lot to me. And it also helped me open up a little bit more to my platform also. So this whole month, starting September, I know this episode came out on August 31st, but I felt like it was just a perfect segue into this month of suicide awareness. So for this whole month of September, at least once a week, I will be dropping a quote I will be dropping an episode. I'll be doing something in thought of Suicide Awareness Month um, for this whole month of September. So I'm so excited to do that. And I just wanted to end off um, just with some some quotes, uh, some gems, and just some, some factuals. Uh, I learned that over 700,000 people die due to suicide every year. And of course, it's most common amongst the young kids now. Um, of course, the older folks are also doing it too but it's more so common against young folks and I feel like a lot of people are resulting to it because they feel like they have no out they feel like they can't get help me personally um I feel like I I just want to when I was going through those thoughts I felt like giving up and not being here would just be easier and as I realized and as I learned and I, I went through this, I'm going through this healing journey because I can't even say went through because I'm still go- going through it. Um, but I just want everyone to know to anyone out there who is hurting, it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. It it shows your strength to know and notice that you do need help and you, you want help. And, and speak about it to people. Speak about if you are suicidal, if you have been thinking about it. Speak about it to people. Let people know. Let your loved ones know what's going on in your head so that you're not really alone. Um, because a lot of people may, a lot of people do have everything, other things going on in their life. And they may not stop to, you know, check on you because it might get past them. But, you know, just let some people know what's going on and what's on your mind. So you have someone constantly there to check on you, someone there to remind you of how much you even mean to them, even if it's the small things. Suicide doesn't solve your problems. It only makes them indefinite. It makes them indefinite. And I say that because it, it your family your loved ones, you know, when you place your hand over your heart and you feel that beat, it's called purpose, you know, you're, you're here for a reason and it's to not give up. And I know it's better said than done. Trust me, (laughs) trust me guys. I know it's better said than done, but you know, this is what I'm here for. I'm here to one, just share stories, share my stories, and then two, just help grow and help grow with myself and grow with my listeners. So I love you guys. I hope this episode was something that resonated and stuck with you. Um, Before we go, I do quickly want to leave off the suicide hotline number has updated. They do still have the original phone number, which is 800-273-8255. But there is a more shorthand uh, suicide and crisis lifeline, 988. 
You can text it. You can call it. You can go to the official website. The official website is 988lifeline.org. All of this will be in the bio of the episode. And let's utilize this. Even if we are afraid to tell the people that are close to us, um, like I mentioned, when I first, the thought ever came across my mind, my first thing wasn't to call my parents or call my boyfriend or call my friends. My first thought was, I need to talk to somebody. And I called this suicide hotline and it just, it helped. It helped. It might not be for everybody, but it could help. It's a chance to try something. So please, guys, if you or anyone that you know may be feeling suicidal, down, depressed, may even have a thought cross their mind, might even be like me and might have dreams about it, it doesn't matter. Share these resources with them. Share this podcast with them. Share anything that you can with them to know that they're not alone and that it's it's not a time to give up. It's a time to keep pushing and keep fighting and come out on top of our depression and our suicide and our, our everything that we've been feeling defeated by. We're going to come out on top. And the only way to come out on top is to stick through it. I love you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to me. Thank you so much for always just being this this open out for me to be able to speak comfortably too. I appreciate this. I love you guys again. As always, I hope you have a wonderful day or night whenever you are listening to this. And please don't forget to share the podcast. Also check in with us through the whole month of September as we will each week. We'll be doing an episode dedicated to Suicide Awareness Month.